Drunk Dish contains adult language that may not be appropriate for all listeners. Listener discretion is advised. So, 2021 already sucks. Yay! Hello and welcome to Drunk Dish, where three delicious dishes explore food history and get pickled in the process. This is episode 42. It's wild. Where we'll be talking about everyone's favorite food, pizza. Pizza. Pizza, pizza. We wanted to keep it a little light because so far 2021 hasn't been the greatest. <laughs> All of and our hopes who, for a better year dashed. <laughs> and who doesn't like pizza? Right. Yeah, right. Am I right? Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. Everybody mm-hmm. likes pizza. Yeah. Oh, uh, I'm Melissa. Oh, I'm Kate. <laughs> and I'm Amy. <laughs> and we all love pizza. Yeah. Yep. yep. <laughs> um, so now that we've introduced ourselves, we're I'm going to guess two of us are also already drunk. But yes. uh, now that we've introduced... question is, which two? <laughs> I think everybody knows. Okay. Third time's the charm. Now that we've introduced ourselves, every episode, Kate likes to ask us one food-related question. Kate, what is our question? Um, okay. So since the episode is all about pizza today, I figured um, a pizza question. So... The question is, is pizza sort of, oh, <laughs> uh, is it subjective? Is the is the word pizza or the item that is pizza, is it subjective? Like my follow-up statement would be, I know that there is a Lunchables package that is pizza, but the pizza in the Lunchables package is like, a cracker and some shredded cheese and some like ketchup and I think pepperoni maybe. <laughs> you can get ones with little pepperonis. Okay, so I they're really little. Though. I will I will go on record as saying I've never had this item. I don't I I I'm not talking down about it. It could be you should delicious. be. It's bad. <laughs> I mean I know Amy loves it, but I just I've, I've no. sustained myself off of those for like a solid year of college. <laughs> Well, okay. which is wild because Lunchables are so expensive. Yeah, but that's like that would be my like my one meal, my one meal of the day. Oh my god! So so I so I will I guess I'll save my whether that I think that's pizza or not um, for the for the end. So so that's the question: is like is pizza subjective or so? Like my husband is really into this chicken Alfredo pizza that has. Mm-hmm. no mozzarella cheese on it it has no red sauce on it um it's mm. like a white sauce and i think it's got i don't it does nothing for me it look grosses me out just the idea of eating which is crazy because i love chicken alfredo pasta oh yeah i'll have a white sauce pizza all day so or pesto pizza mm, yeah delish. i don't know why this particular pizza it's like very saucy like a lot of bechamel alfredo stuff going mm. on there and i just ugh. but he like loves it he also really digs a um 
like a barbecue chicken pizza. Mm. Yeah, right. Which also does not. That is my favorite. Zero for a me. barbecue like, chicken pizza is my favorite. Not my <gasps> not my thing at all. Oh so, my God, so, so uh, my question is, is pizza subjective? Like, I I think I have to. I think I'm going to be the, in the minority on this one. So mm. so let's. So what do you guys think? Like, does it? I mean. So, I mean, I, I kind of know. So here's what I'm going to say. I think that pizza, I don't think it's completely subjective because I don't think you can just call anything pizza. Like I, those little Lunchables things, those are not pizzas. Okay. Those yeah, thank you. mimic a pizza. And I'm making they lots might, of hand gestures at my yeah, co-host. she's giving yeah. lots, of, <laughs> lots of hand gestures. Um, and it might, it, it might, you know, be the flavors of pizza. But to me, pizza is dough. With a sauce and toppings that is then baked. Right. No, not uh, Amy. That is what a pizza is. (laughs) That is our modern understanding of what a pizza is. uh, Right. And I think that. And that's what we're talking about right now. Let's be honest. Right. Yes. (laughs) Whoa, Kate. Whoa. I think traditional. Traditional, like pizza is supposed to have like red sauce on it, but I. I'm saying, Amy, you don't have to shake your head at me. I'm saying I think that is the definition (laughs) of pizza is that it's supposed to have a tomato based sauce on it. But I don't for me, pizza does not have to have a tomato based sauce, but it does need to be a dough base with sauce and toppings that is baked. That is a pizza. Okay, Amy, there's no wrong way to pizza. anything wrong i mean i personally obviously i already expressed that i don't like lunchables i think they're gross i don't Um, i i didn't grow up with them they were way too expensive my poor ass family couldn't eat them and i didn't have a college phase where i ate them um but if i did go to college i probably would have been one of those people that just ate ramen the entire time yeah and have access to a heat source to make ramen it's even worse though those little cold yeah Um, I used to eat them when when we worked at the record store together. I'd eat them in the back room, mm-hmm, and then mm-hmm, the other yeah, Amy yeah, yeah. would make fun of me because I would like eat a lunchable and Skittles and Mountain Dew on yeah, my break, real bad. which is yeah, horrible. really bad. That's really like bad. turning your stomach into one of those like science experiments. Yeah. Hey, volcanoes. you know what? You've done a lot of work though, and you've really turned it around. <laughs> I've tried, but yeah. I used to come out of the break room and be like, "Oh, my stomach's upset," and then she would just <laughs> laugh at me. <laughs> Fucking wonder why. <laughs> And she's like, you're hilarious. You say your stomach's upset after you eat that junk. And I'm like, what? It's not related. No. Has nothing, one has nothing to do with the other. <laughs> to be fair, if you had gone and eaten a really super healthy lunch with like a lot of grains and vegetables, I, I guarantee that up. at that point in your life, yeah, your stomach would have been fucking wrecked. Been like, I don't know what to do with real food. What yeah, is this? Like, I can't process this nutrition. What yeah. are you doing? Yeah, true, true. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, so my my definition of pizza for me, it has to be on dough. It has to have a sauce and toppings and it has to be baked. Mm. That is to me, that is pizza. Whatever you put on it, I honestly don't care. Really, for me, it's all about the crust anyways. That's my favorite part. Yeah. So like the crust is what really makes it a pizza. Uh, I'm going to guess if we looked up the definition, it, it, sh- it would have to be like tomato or something on it. I, but I don't know. I mean, Amy's giving me a look, which means I'm just going to look up the definition of pizza. 
Amy. I mean, you can't. You can't. But the what? definition of pizza is colored by our modern perception of what pizza is. Yeah. Yeah. Language changes, Amy. I know. I hate it. But I know. <laughs> no, you don't. <laughs> You're so full of shit. I, I hate it when people use the word that something was decimated when they mean destroyed. But I understand right. that modern usage now means a decimate well, doesn't mean one just, in every ten. Like, right. That just changed recently, though. I feel like literally, like, Webster's Dictionary, like, made an amendment to it, like, a year ago. So, <laughs> literally. <laughs> so aggravating. Because, right. And literally right. is now, it doesn't necessarily <laughs> yep. mean literally anymore. Which is, But yeah. um, I don't think with the definition of pizza, we're reaching back, you know, uh, just a year ago. I think we're probably reaching back. A bit farther than that. To the 1890s. Your definition okay, of pizza. That was a long time ago. All dates right. back to the 1890s. Tell but, us how much you love fucking Lunchables pizza. <laughs> I still eat Lunchables sometimes. But that doesn't mean it's actual pizza. I stand by it. It's still that, just like it's flavored pizza. the closest thing to like the original version of pizza. <laughs> and I'll explain why when I get into the history. Which Lunchables I w- is caveman pizza. You heard it here first. <laughs> <laughs> but I think like... Like, I think a crepe is a pizza. <laughs> like, I think any, like, flat, like a taco is pizza just folded. Okay, it's a like, Pop-Tart or ravioli. <laughs> I can, is this where we're uh, going? Is a, is, a, is a Pop-Tart a calzone? It's a Pop-Tart a calzone? Yeah, is well, a calzone no, because cereal pizza? soup? No, because here's the thing. Okay, calzones and pizza have something in common. No, umbrella, obviously. I mean, well, a calzone it's is just a, a folded way, up pizza. It's a way to make it easy to eat fresh ingredients. So, like, pizza... Sure. There's like a version of pizza in every culture where it's like some sort of flatbread. Uh-huh. But it's baked. Not always. But it's some sort of like flatbread type substance. If it's not cooked, if it's flatbread uh, and you just baked throw is cold sh- co- cooked. If if you throw <laughs> co- well, I don't mean the flatbread itself, I mean the whole thing together cuz obviously the flatbread oh, would yeah, be no. baked and no, then No, not always. So if you put, you're not eating raw, it's not bread if it's not baked. What? The, I will get into the history and <laughs> get into the history. See, my point, my point is that there's like every culture known to man has some type of like, like flatbread type thing that you use to like, so I'm saying like the bread parts baked, but the like whole thing together or the bread parts cooked but the whole thing together isn't necessarily cooked right and i would argue that's an open-faced sandwich but that's a it's a way to transport fresh ingredients into your mouth like that's right that's not that's what pizza is that's what pizza (laughs) is maybe that was how pizza originated that is not what pizza is okay y'all want to hear the definition of you want to hear the definition of pizza, which I'm very pleased about? Because it reinforces your my, modern my, view of things. My small world view. Yeah. yeah. It's a dish of Italian origin consisting of a flat, round base of dough baked with a topping of tomato sauce and cheese, typically with added meat or vegetables. Cool. That's, that's wrong. I mean, it's what, from Merriam-Webster's. That's what it yeah. is. University it's from Merriam-Webster. My headphones fall out. Hold oh. on. I'm not ignoring you. I can't hear you. <laughs> so, okay. So just because, you know, we're I, it's been a while since we've had, uh, since we've had Amy, Amy and Melissa have to go to their corners. Um, so the, the I, I would say for me, like when I was growing up, we would have 
um, pizza on English muffins. Like we would have like the English muffin pizzas and classic. Right. I th- and really delicious. So delicious. <laughs> like so ridiculous. So, but that is a pre made dough, right? So it sounds like Melissa, that kind of counterdicts your like. No, no, it's, it's, it's a round dough with sauce and cheese and maybe some toppings and then it's baked. Right. But it's our, but like, uh, I don't think it said it had to, our, it had to be like the dough had to be baked at the same time. Okay. Although, I mean, my, that would be my preferred. Yeah. Yeah. It says a flat round base of dough. Of dough. Baked. So I guess, yeah, technically maybe like that because the base is pre-made. But then you put the whole thing in the oven. Right. Which to me is key. And that changes because I think that the, I think for me, um, it, the reason why I have the issue with the Lunchable pizza and it not being cooked. Because it's gross. Well, no, it's because (laughs) when you put it in the oven and you bake it, whatever the toppings are. You don't bake a Lunchable. No, 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 no. When you put, oh, when I'm you, like, what are you doing? When you put like a <laughs> regular pizza, like a right. Reg- I want to do that. Greg's going to, I'm going to have him order Lunchables in our next grocery order, Lunchables pizza. And I'm going to put the little pizzas <laughs> in the toaster oven the and see what happens. probably won't even melt because it's like 99% yeah, that's what I'm plastic. really curious about. <laughs> so, which is fine. I love American cheese. I'm not knocking that. I mean, well, I would also whatever. argue that American cheese doesn't belong on pizza, but that's a different story. Oh, no, no, no. I, I didn't say on pizza. Oh, right. okay. I just said I love, in general, I love American cheese. So, but I think <laughs> that what makes it a pizza for me is when all of the stuff becomes one new thing, right? Like, so when it's Lunchables and it's just a, it's cold cracker and like cracker and it's ketchup not even and cracker. Whatever it is, I would probably like it's, it more if it were a cracker. <laughs> but it's soft. But when it, but it's not one thing. It hasn't become a new thing. It's each thing is still its individual thing, right? So you could take it apart. You could build it however you want. It's like Legos, um, as opposed to <laughs> like putting it in the, the Legos of food. Yeah, it's like the Legos of food, right? Like you can build it however you want. But it hasn't become something new. Like when you have dough and sauce and cheese and toppings, regardless of whether it's Alfredo or red sauce or pesto, and you put it together and you put it in the oven, it becomes a new thing. Right. So like that would be where my argument would would come down. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, I agree. Yeah, <laughs> so no, it makes sense. Maybe that's why for sure English muffin. I pizzas. stand by Lunchables is not fucking pizza. Yeah. It's like pizza flavored. It is. It's supposed to invoke the feeling of pizza, but it's not pizza. Which is not knocking people, even though I think it's gross. It's not knocking people to eat it. If you like it, that's totally fine. Spend your money. We used to buy them for work because all the young people at work would fucking love Those them and go nuts over. <laughs> Yep, the whippersnappers love them Lunchables. Youths. Them youths. The youths. The youths youths love the Lunchables. So, yeah. Man. Wow. So we're we're all kind of divided on. Well, I guess Amy and uh, Kate and I aren't really divided. We kind of have the same. But I do think that like Dan's Alfredo pizza is still a pizza. Yeah, I mean, I guess I have to agree that it's a pizza. It just it's not my that's I'm not interested. Yeah, I think my big thing is it all being baked together. Yeah. 
Um, I actually don't even really like it that much when I go to a restaurant and they put stuff on it after it's baked. Same. Yeah. Like they'll like sprinkle arugula mm-hmm. on it or whatever. And I'm just like, yeah, that shit yeah. off of there. Maybe a drizzle but, of like balsamic or something is fine. Oh, yeah. well, that's I yeah. mean, that's balsamic. You can't. <laughs> True. Just put that, you just that put on that anything. On anything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. All right. OK, well. Wow, woo, heated. Um, so <laughs> with very strong opinions about pizza. Yes, yes. Well, we knew it. We knew it was going to happen. This is why the country is so divided. <laughs> oh, let's not even get started on deep dish, right? <laughs> Ooh, daggers. Uh, Melissa, what are we drinking tonight? <laughs> so this is kind of funny. We are drinking the... Uh, so I'm not sure how to say this. Hopefully you guys with your Italian heritage can help me. It's the Cardinal cocktail, but it has an E at the end of Cardinal. Is it Cardinal? Cardinale? That sounds Cardinal. Cardinale. Yeah. Cardinale. Mm-hmm. Okay. So it's the Cardinale cocktail. Um, it is a very simple drink. It's one ounce gin, one ounce Campari, one ounce dry vermouth. You stir the gin, Campari, and vermouth with ice in an old-fashioned glass, garnish with an orange wedge, and boom. You're on your way. And you still hate Campari. Nice. So that's funny you say that because the first line here is that this is another Negroni variation in my self-abusive pursuit to make myself (laughs) like Campari. So it's a beautiful drink. It's It's very pretty. pretty. I mean, the ice is melted at this point, which means it's way over diluted, which is good for me (laughs) because I hate Campari. Although the last, the Spagliato um, that I made last episode, I did like. But I feel like the Campari was really like subdued in that. So mm-hmm. I was able to handle the bitterness. Um, so a Negroni has sweet vermouth. This has dry vermouth is the difference, mm. which means it's going to be even more bitter. Cool. Melissa's <laughs> <laughs> face. Now it is. So I can tell you that it's super diluted. So it actually isn't that difficult to drink, but... Uh, this is a dry son of a bitch. <laughs> oh God, that's like that's like Lucille in Arrested Development when she says she'd cry, but she can't spore, uh, spare the moisture. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's what that wow. is. Wow, uh, wow. <laughs> it is very bitter and very dry. So it's like it's like a hardcore Negroni, which is funny because I don't even like Negroni. So. Um, a bunch of the recipes I found online actually swap out the Campari for an even stronger Italian bitter called uh, contra- Contratto. Um, and then the original recipe used a dry Riesling instead of vermouth. I'm not sure at what point this changed. Um, so because the history is a little fuzzy, as with every freaking cocktail on the planet. Mm-hmm. Um, so to understand kind of the creation of this drink, we need to go back to 1937 in Rome. Um, Rome had just opened its first movie studio that was going to be making like fully American productions. I say fully American, but not really, because one of the biggest films to come out of that studio was La Dolce Vita, Hmm. um, which we'll talk a little bit about. Um, But them opening the studio increased like the American tourism in Rome by like 100 percent and provided this boom for Italian cocktail culture. Cool. Um, So you kind of have all that going on. They're making these movies. It's becoming like a hot spot. Um, So then in the 1950s, thanks to um, 
its kind of Italian cosmopolitan character and its proximity to the American embassy, the Hotel Excelsior in Rome became like the natural place for like, you know, just to go and like have fun and high fashion. And that's basically where like all the hip and youthful people that were in the movies that were happening at the movie studio. And then, of course, all the tourists would go. So many Um, Vespas. So many Vespas. <laughs> so many Italian men catcalling women, but it being totally fine for some reason. Um, because when you're Italian, it's okay. <laughs> yeah. You get catcalled by an Italian man. It feels special. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and this is actually what gave birth to La Dolce Vita, um, which, if you're not aware, is a 1960 film by Federico Fellini. So around the same time, a cardinal named Christian Jubilee frequented the Orem Bar. Okay, so I've seen this written two ways. I've seen it written Orem Bar, O-R-U-M, and I've also seen it written Orvum, like O-R-V-M. I'm not sure what the deal with that is. I assume it's Italian something or other. I don't know. But anyways, uh, Christian Jubilee was going to the Orem Bar a bunch um, at the Excelsior in Rome. That's a, the cardinal. Like, that sounds like such a fake name. I'm sorry to interrupt. I just like Christian Jubilee, like for a cardinal. Yeah, a, yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. That's, he was that's a, like an a, American... writing a romance novel about a man in the cloth, <laughs> and that is what I named him. <laughs> yeah, he was. A, so I found um, a couple sources said that he was American, and then a couple sources said he was German. So the only thing I could make up that was that he was an American German with a name Christian Jubilee, which, which does not seem no. I mean, it's spelled Jubilee. Maybe it's pronounced differently, but I just I don't he's know. on the front of a like his red cardinal cloth is like partially ripped his chest is exposed it's fun that you're you brought that up because i'm going to talk about that in a minute but anyways (laughs) not the exposed chest um the cardinal asked the bartender um at the time who was giovanni raimondo he's pretty huge in italy at this time is like the bartenders because when this area of rome started to get really hip with tourists um, a lot of bartenders came in that kind of knew how to create drinks for where they were but also knew how to deal with like international clients um so that was giovanni raimondo who's like super famous everybody loved him so he asked giovanni to make him a negroni variation with gin campari and riesling wine two cloves cinnamon and a lemon peel Uh, One day, Raimondo suggested the Cardinal to modify the recipe, um, replacing red vermouth with dry vermouth and leaving only the lemon peel. So the revisited cocktail named the Cardinale cocktail became so popular that all the bars in uh, Via Veneto started to serve it. In a short time, it arrived overseas and became for all the cocktail of La Dolce Vita because it is featured prominently in La Dolce Vita. So... It's also thought that the name of the cocktail probably derives not only from the cardinal who first ordered it, but also from the particular red color, which reminds people of the cardinal's robes, just like Amy said. Mm -hmm. Now, I do have a little note at the end, just like every cocktail in history, um, some do attribute this to another bartender from Harry's Bar in Venice, but pretty much every source I found, like, they mentioned that and then they kind of just went, but that's bullshit. It was definitely made by Giovanni Raimondo um, at the Orum in Rome. Everything else is bullshit. But if you do look it up, every now and then it'll come up that someone from Harry's Bar in Venice uh, made it, which seems to happen a lot with like Harry's Bar, because there's a Harry's Bar in Venice, there's a Harry's Bar in Paris. Yeah, um, I believe there's one in the UK, and they are often credited with creating 
like tons of cocktails. I mean, they come up over and over and over. And I think because they were they had their finger on the pulse of like cocktail culture. But I I wonder how many cocktails they are credited with event, inventing that they didn't actually invent, mm. which is really difficult, as we've talked right, about on right. this show before. People do invent stuff at the same time, seemingly mm-hmm. completely separate mm-hmm. of each other. And there's all these little variations. And then it's just kind of whoever writes it down and puts it out there that ultimately will get the credit for creating it. So who really knows? But th- it seems pretty obvious that this cardinal story is the T. And I use that per- appropriately. Whatever drag race is getting me through the what 2021 has been so far <laughs> and most of 2020. So nice. Watching the new season, by the way. Gottmik is amazing. Okay. Very cool. I haven't seen the new season yet. First transgender man Ooh. to be on drag race. I did not know that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess it was kind of controversial. Yeah. And I didn't know why people were talking about it. And they looked it up and it's just it's just because he's he's a transgender man. Well, that seems silly. And they've had transgender women on before. Yeah. Um, but not transgender men. Hmm. He real cute. Anyways, that's all I got. Amy. Very cool. You want to tell us all about pizza? All about pizza and why you're wrong about Lunchables. <laughs> so... <laughs> Because it was invented to put <laughs> processed fake food into your gullet. The actual, the the original version of Lunchables is Lunchabellies. And uh, no, <laughs> I'm kidding. Um, that was quick. That so, was fast. That was real good. I try. Yeah, yeah I try. I'm, I'm impressed. Uh, the, the booze usually does not make my mind work faster, but tonight. High five the booze. Yeah. Good job. Um, so obviously pizza originated in Italy. But as I mentioned before, when Kate asked her great question earlier, there's various forms of this and other really similar types of food from all over the world. Essentially, just flatbread plus plus fresh ingredients equals like a really delicious, easy meal. Um, So pizza originated in Italy in ancient Rome. Um, It's thought that the first pizzas actually were an amalgamation of like Roman street food and um, Jewish food um, from like kosher food from uh, Passover, like unleavened flat breads oh yeah mm-hmm. um so there's um you've probably seen them in the grocery stores but there's like these like cookies that look like really flat waffles um called pizzarelli mm-hmm. and delicious uh, yeah they're actually like a jewish uh passover cookie um so they're but they're made with like um you know unleavened dough um there's also i'm gonna say this wrong focaccia the bread focaccia Foca- okay cool oh, yeah. i love a focaccia yeah um there's also pita bread obviously in greece um there's something called mekanish in the middle east there's uh riska in uh for danish people there's so, bing in china yeah, china are these all so these are all unleavened breads yep does unleavened not mean no yeast what does unleavened mean? Because focaccia, you use yeast. Well, focaccia. Right? Is just Am a, I crazy? No. Yeah, that's just a flat bread. Oh, okay, th- not so, unleavened. Right. So some of these are unleavened, and some of these are flatbreads. Oh, okay. Okay. I was. I would just thought that my understanding of what unleavened meant was incorrect. No, you are correct. I was not okay. clear. <laughs> 
Continue. But there's all these different kinds of flatbreads from all over the world. And essentially they were used and prepared in much the same way that, that um, you know, we think of as like pizza dough and that like you would cover them in fresh ingredients and toppings. Sometimes you would bake them. Sometimes you wouldn't. Um, sometimes you would just merely warm them up and then you would, it was like an easy way to serve the food. So a lot of times they were circular, they'd be cut into slices or sometimes they'd be folded in half, um, kind of like tacos. Um, so in the, like I said, the original, original version of the pizza originated from this like cross-cultural experience of this really strong Jewish community in ancient Rome. And you have these breads that they were being prepared for Passover. And then because they were in Rome and the Mediterranean, there's a lots of different kinds of like fresh <clears throat> ingredients. So they were just like kind of combining these things and it became like a really popular street food option, mostly for poor people. Um, and the reason behind that is because there were, like, like street food at this time was like a completely different experience than what it was like later on. And we've talked about street food before when we talked about like, like hot dogs and things like that. But it's like quick, easy, like you're mm -hmm. eating it to and from like on the way to work. Um, so if you're like a person of leisure, a person of means, you're going to have like a real sit down meal. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. like just like the way in which you eat your food and the like location you eat your food could tell a lot about your social class in the 1500s in naples italy there's a specific kind of flatbread that started really being used for this kind of street food um and there's a french word to describe it i don't know why there's not an italian word to describe it but it's yeah. a, a, <laughs> it's weird yeah isn't that weird um it's a galette um oh it, like like a galette yeah, yeah. like like the flip over yeah. thingy? Yeah, exactly. Oh. So it's like a classification of, of yeah, this type of bread. But I don't know why there is no, like, Italian name for it. It's very bizarre. Um, hmm. So this develops as a street food. It keeps building in popularity. And by the 1800s roll around, there's, like, full-blown, like, pizzerias like there's like whole like food carts and restaurants where like their whole menu is based around this type of flatbread with different toppings and a couple different things happen in the 1800s which make this possible so there's like this huge like social political shift in italy there's the unification of italy so italy was all these separate like kind of city states and they become this one country in the 1800s and then there's also a lot more trade happening with the other parts of the world so um, like, for instance, people in Italy, in Europe, didn't eat tomatoes before the 1800s. What? Because, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I made the same face when I was doing my research. I was like, what? Wait, that's what? one of the food groups for Italians. Yeah. Right? That's a, like, it's now synonymous, but there is actually. It's like tom tomatoes, basil, olive oil cheese right. olive oil yeah. so, that's so the up until this point a lot of europeans thought that tomatoes were actually poisonous for you because they're in the same family as uh deadly nightshade mm -hmm. yeah um so but they um they, they started getting imported like people in north america were eating them and they started getting exported to other parts of the world and then you would have them in Italy and they like were used as an ingredient for different sauces and things like that. So everyone was just kind of like experimenting with tomatoes. They were like the hot new, like they were like the, like, I don't know, avocados 
of like the 1800s in Europe. People were really excited about tomatoes. So this is one of the things that's happening. And then there's also, too, like I said, the unification of Italy is happening at this time, too. So there's this like huge change in the political structure of the country. So there's like all of these different um, in Naples specifically, there's all these different like pizza focused restaurants by the early 1800s. And there's actually like different like um, vocations. So like different like types of pizza makers and sellers. And like if you were just a person who sold pizza versus a person who like made pizza and sold pizza, like it was like a different classification. Mm. And um, the first written reference to pizza can be found um, in an 1843 book by Alexandre Dumas, who's a famous French writer, and he mentions a variety of pizza toppings that were available at that time. So, like, the, it hadn't been called, like, it had been called pizza, like, through word of mouth, but, like, people hadn't written about pizza, and there weren't, like, written recipes for pizza up until the 1800s. And it's not until 1889 that what we think of as, like, the modern version of pizza is actually invented. And this is, like, usually the what's cited as, like, the invention of the pizza, which is the, um, there's a personal pizza maker who was employed by the queen consort of Italy, uh, Marguerite of Savoy. And she commissioned her pizza maker, whose name was Raphael Esposito, to make a pizza and he makes it in honor of her and he tries to use all of the co- colors of Italy's flag, uh-huh. Italy's new unified flag. Okay. So that's red, white, and green. So the red is the tomato sauce, the white is the mozzarella, and the green is basil. So I he's love it. That's my favorite. It's adorable. So he's it's my often favorite. credited with being the father of the modern pizza. Oh, it's so good. I'm just thinking about pizza now. Sorry. Okay. That's fine. <laughs> like, I just want a wood fired, like mm, thin, mm-hmm. thin ass margarita crunchy. pizza. Mm-hmm. Yep. Like, oh my God. So like, I feel like sidebar people yes. online, they like to trash Americans for like our taste in food and stuff, even though anywhere you go in America, somewhere you can probably find that authentic thing. So that's kind of a bullshit take. Mm-hmm. But anyways, I feel like I would really enjoy the pizza in Italy. Um, Because from what I hear, it is that super thin, like cracker crusty, stone fire. Like, I would just fucking eat that shit up. It's probably the only thing I would eat if I went to Italy. There's there's different. And it's funny, too, because like in Naples, like that is like that type of pizza. But Mm -hmm. if you go to Rome, there's like a slightly different style of pizza, too. It's usually cut in squares. It's not circular. It's a little bit doughier. I about square pizza. I, oh my God. I know Minneapolis, right? Minneapolis is square pizza, right? Oh, that's party cut. That's That's not square pizza. Party cut. Uh, That's where they take a circular pizza and cut it into squares. That's weird. Fucking weirdos. Yeah, that's like, okay, I don't think I ever realized that when you told me about it. I think I assumed it was like a square (laughs) pizza cut into squares. That's an abomination. I don't, that's not. No, that's that's like the the, kind of pizza cut you do when your mom orders pizza for like your birthday party, but she did not order really enough pizza for like the 12 kids (laughs) that are there. So she cuts it into tiny little squares. Does that mean a bunch of kids get pieces without any? Yeah. Like crust? Yeah. It's weird. It's bizarre. That's what that's what mm. was in Minneapolis. Oh. What I'm talking about here is like a pizza that is baked in a big rectangle. Like gra- and that's that pizza. place. Yeah. That's that place we didn't go, right? When we went to Cambridge. Right. Yeah. Well, Pinocchio's. when the pandemic is over, 
in three years. <laughs> we'll all get together and we'll go there and then we'll go to the Museum of Art or we'll go to the Museum of Art and then we'll go there. It It'll sounds be great. amazing. And I'll try Pinocchio's pizza. It's so good. It's so good. That's what Their I keep sauce hearing. Is a little bit sweet. Like, it's so good. Yeah. All right. Sorry, my sub. I just really all I can think about right now is pizza. Yeah. My husband made a really, I say my husband, you guys, obviously. I know. I am drunk. Uh, so my husband made <laughs> um, a beef stew for dinner and it's it was delicious. Mm-hmm. Like it was really, really, really good. But it was a pizza. But now all I can think of, but not just any pizza. I don't just want like regular pizza place pizza. I want like wood fired, mm-hmm. thin, big blops of mozzarella pizza. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's that's all I can think about too. right now. I'm gonna keep zoning out because okay. I'm just thinking about pizza. <laughs> so fun fact: the, as I mentioned about like the whole torme- tomato, I just said tomato. Tomato. Yes. Tornado and tomato. That's the newest sci-fi movie. Tornado. <laughs> this tornado's made out of tomatoes. <laughs> that's great. Um, that's the, the follow-up to cloudy like, with a importation. Sorry. That all led to the use, of, like the heavy use of tomato sauce on pizzas, right? So, like, um, there is a specific kind of pizza that evolved out of this, like, excitement about tomatoes called the marinara. And marinara is Italian for seafarer's wife. So, wait, I've been dipping my mozzarella sticks in the seafarer's wife? <laughs> yes. That's great. I like that even better. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so it, obviously it sounds like the name of the sauce, like marinara sauce. They both are derived from the same thing, but it was something specifically that a woman would make for her husband before he would go out to sea because it would give him a lot of fresh ingredients that he could Aww. eat. Yeah, so it was like a it oh, was like a nice. whole cultural thing. So there was a lot less um, cheese or no cheese whatsoever on this version of the pizza. Look, I love a cheeseless pizza. I mean, you do have to get it from a pizza place that has really good base right ingredients there is every so in new hampshire i don't know if this is the same sidebar i don't know if this is the same (laughs) i had to announce it i don't know if this is the same in other states but like every town has like a house of pizza Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um and the milford house of pizza their base ingredients are so fucking good Mm -hmm. i got um I was at a friend's house. We were doing some like political stuff um, and they were in Milford at the time. So we ordered from there. And at the time I was vegan, so I didn't get any cheese. I just got a ton of vegetables on it. And like it was so fucking good. Like you can have good pizza without cheese. Your ingredients just have to be good. Mm -hmm. Right. I feel like the cheese really helps to cover up a whole bunch of sins. Yes. Bad pizza sauce, bad crust. Doesn't matter. Because cheese is all over it, mm. and you'll love it. Because we're Americans, and That's we true. fucking love cheese. But it try from a good pizza place a cheeseless pizza, you'll not be disappointed. Unless you're like, oh, there's no cheese on this. Yeah, I well, you, so you like I think cheese. I've told you before, I have to be careful with the amount of tomatoes I intake, which I 100 percent believe that they are poisonous. <laughs> But because it gives me like massive, massive heartburn. Mm. Like I get an itchy well, throat thing. if I eat too much tomato product. Yeah. They're so, very acidic. They are very acidic. They're surprisingly acidic. Um, like my my mouth breaks out with super acidic stuff. Mm-hmm. And like 
I had been eating, um, I had been getting a bunch of mouth ulcers, but I hadn't been consuming any citrus. And I was like, what the fuck? And I had been eating a lot of pico de gallo. Mm. And I was like, yeah, mm. yeah. That, that'll Maybe do that's it. what it is, but it was delicious. Tomatoes are great. There. Anyway, sorry. Sidebar In over. Moderation. I'm drunk, so I'm going to be interrupting. That's fine. <sighs> so obviously, like all of this is about the the background of pizza, but we wouldn't really be talking about pizza at all today if it wasn't for the Second World War. War is good for something. Brought us pizza. What is it good for? Pizza. Pizza. <laughs> Um, yeah, so there's, as I mentioned, in the 1800s, there's, like, the Italian unification where everyone, uh, all these different city-states became one country. That upset a lot of people. It disrupted a lot of things. It disrupted the economy. It disrupted a lot of livelihoods. So there is this huge Italian immigration um, in the 1800s. A lot of Italian immigrants moved to the United States. And then there was also another huge um, immigration in the 1920s too in Italy due to the rise of fascism. Um, so both of these um, the uh, sidebar yeah. <laughs> fascism sidebar. This is going to yeah, be no, the most I just fun. Wa- I just want the audience to know this. So when we, again, when we picked this <laughs> We're like, we want something light. What are some things we can talk about? Everybody loves pizza. Let's talk about pizza. Everything sucks. The world sucks. 2021 is already terrible. Fascism, blah, 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 blah. Today I get a text. (laughs) Sorry. From from Amy. No, not sorry. I'll be like, okay, so I'm going to try and keep it light, but there might be some light fascism. And all I could think, that's not what she said. She said there might be some fascism talk, but all I could think in my head, I, oh God, I'm going to do another Arrested Development quote. But that's all I fine. could think in my head is I might have committed some light treason, <laughs> which I've been saying all week yeah. because of all these fucking yeah. morons yep. that are on these like no fly lists now. You might have committed some light treason. Yep. We might be talking about some light fascism, <laughs> although I don't know that fascism can ever be light yeah it's not like dressing no you can't just remove some of the oil and make it <laughs> healthy for you fascism fascism is not fascism yeah. mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. we got it yeah Fas- we got it schism is never healthy yeah there yep. you go never you go. never guys <laughs> these are the supportive friends you need around you and you can't say words and you're having a stroke for everyone to hear on the internet <laughs> words are you're doing great uh yeah, they are hard. And, and uh, you know, I've butchered at least three words tonight, so it's You've fine. You've been great. You're great. Oh, you're beautiful, you're Melissa. Thank you. Oh, you're beautiful. And there we are, kids. Kate, you're we've beautiful. We've come full circle and we've made up. <laughs> that that color is amazing on you, Kate. Oh, thanks. It is. Thanks it's so really, much. I yeah, love no, it. it I, yeah, I'm not just saying that. I've been thinking it the entire time. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. All right. Sorry. So we're talking about Same. fascism. Bring yep. it back. Yep. And the uh, Italian diaspora. So uh, a bunch of Italian immigrants left. They're like, Italy sucks now. And <laughs> we moved, feel ya. Yeah. They moved to the United States and they brought with them their food, um, which is wonderful. Right. And um, but the thing is, is that uh, Italian immigrants were really shunned in the United States because one of the reasons they're Catholic. Another reason is that they have darker olive complexion. Um, that is just a, a mixture of um, uh, hate in the United States. So it seems to be in the United States, if you didn't come from England, mm-hmm. 
I feel like you were discriminated. I mean, because Irish had the same, but Irish don't have that. Irish are Catholic, darker. Well, some. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So that makes sense. So really, they were being bigoted against Catholics and not a specific nationality. Because obviously Irish, but like, I don't remember hearing about like the French being ostracized. I mean, obviously the the German were. during the Revolutionary War. So I think the French get a free pass. I was going to say, I know obviously Germans were, but that was because of World War II. Yeah. So Italians were like shunned and they stayed mostly in like smaller communities, like in neighborhoods and boroughs and more urban areas. Um, so they were looked at as minorities. So they did bring with them their food and customs. And like they, there were pizza places in the United States as early as like the 18, like late 1890s, early 1900s. But like most white people and I say white people because at this time in history, Italians were considered black. Like my grandfather's right. draft card says Negro on the race. Well, because that was the time of one drop of right black blood and you're black right? right you're not lily white you're not really white right um so lovely yeah so for these like you know like white protestant families like they never consumed italian food even though italian food was now in the united states because it was a very segregated neighborhood and urban experience so when world war ii happens obviously fascism gets worse in italy <laughs> I'm trying to keep the fascism talk very brief. <laughs> um, <laughs> and Italy becomes the enemy. Um, thanks, Mussolini. What are they part of? The what? Of the Axis. Axis of evil? Yep. Mm-hmm. I paid attention in history class a little bit. Yeah. And then they were like, oh, <laughs> we're losing. We're going to switch sides. Well, sure. <laughs> yep. Um, so... Obviously, uh, this is like a really rough time for Italian-Americans. Some Italian-Americans were rounded up and put into internment or concentration camps in the United States, along with Japanese-Americans and Japanese-Americans. Yeah, I didn't know that was a thing. Did we talk about that? You brought that up recently. Yeah, it was, I think, one of our Saints episodes. Was it on one of the episodes? And I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. It might have been the last one. I think it was was St. Anthony, because we were talking about the Italian diaspora a little bit during maybe that one. but we were also talking about italian new year's last episode oh yeah Lots so it could have been either <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> but i was like what the? i had no idea like yeah. obviously i know that there were internment camps for japanese but i had no idea that the same thing happened to italians yeah and it was to a much lesser degree obviously and it, like my my grandfather is italian american had very dark complexion like had a very Italian name. His name is Giovanni. Like his last name is very Italian too. I love their too. pizza. Yeah, and but he was drafted like to fight too. Like it, so, like there was this like weird dichotomy going on during World War Two. So all of these U.S. soldiers who had like never left their neighborhoods before or or their barracks are deployed overseas, and when they occupy Italy they encounter Italian culture and Italian food and they realize Italian food is delicious. How many Italian <laughs> women do you think they fell in love with? All probably of them. A lot. All yeah. Of them. All like, of I them. feel like every that was probably of, a common yes. thing where like just every fucking young soldier that like doesn't know what he's doing, has no life experience, is just literally every every Italian woman yeah. he sees is just like 
I'm in love. Yeah. No, <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she made me pizza. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yes. It's my soulmate. It's accurate. It's accurate. I mean, I get it. I mean, both of you are smoking, so. What can I say? If I were a soldier. Okay, never mind. <laughs> we're not going <laughs> to. It sounded like you were going to break out into song. Like, that's, that could be a musical. <laughs> if I were a soldier. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, tap oh, dancing. Boy. So all these soldiers, they came home from fighting overseas and they realized that they really loved Italian food so they started patronizing these neighborhood pizza places. Well, all our food had no no herbs or spices. Yep. It tasted like nothing. Spices are the things we murder people over but don't use in our foods. That's, <laughs> that's what white people do is we start whole fucking wars and genocides over spices and they're like mm, it's too spicy. Yeah. Hey, gonna- hey. Greg and I are about as white as we get, and we use a lot of spices. But you guys are I, are more cultured than... That's true. I tried sidebar. <laughs> Greg got a whole bag of Szechuan peppercorns. Oh. Mm. Which, from what we've heard, they're not spicy, but they, like, numb your mouth. Oh. So he got them, and I was like, well, don't try them without me, because I really want to know what they are. So I was working the other day, and he came in, and he had put them in, like, a container, and he's like, they smell terrible. (laughs) And they they have this extreme pine smell to them. So he tries one, and he's like, oh, the taste is not good. And then he's like, oh, it's fucking weird. Oh, it's so weird. And he's, like, trying to describe it to me. So finally, he just gives me some. And yeah, I like gin. And this pine flavor was awful. Oh. I do not understand how people use this in food. I assume that in food, maybe <laughs> it like mellows out or something, but it was so strong. And then, yeah, it like the only way we could think of to describe it was if you eat like a peppermint and then when you breathe in, you get that like super cooling sensation. Yeah. It's like that, but not cold. Weird. And it makes your mouth water. Does not sound like an enjoyable experience. I ate one peppercorn and I thought I was going to (laughs) die. Like, it's not spicy. It's not hot in the way that you would expect a Szechuan peppercorn. Because Szechuan cooking is very, very spicy. Mm. A lot of chilies and stuff like that. It's not hot, but it's like your whole mouth tingles and like goes numb. And meanwhile, you're just like salivating. <laughs> Yikes. It's fucking awful. I don't know. If anybody out there uses Szechuan peppercorn in cooking, please tell me what it is that you like about it because I mean, we didn't use it in any cooking. So again, maybe it mellows out. It was an awful experience. Oh. Like I was just like, I wanted to go away and I won't go away. Like I kept drinking water. And, like, it just wouldn't go away. The pine and then that weird numbing. I had, like, numpong. Mm-hmm. That's very weird. But anyways, Kate, good. next time we see you, I'm bringing over some Szechuan peppercorn. Okay. <laughs> we got a whole container of it. Fun. <laughs> That's, we'll do that, and then we'll do the pickleback. I'll make you do that shot of pickle Not juice have, and no, whiskey. No. <laughs> She'll do it. No. Uh. She'll do it. No thanks. Sorry. Uh, what we were talking about? Fascism. The fascism. War? Soldiers coming home. They're like, "Hey, I'm gonna go visit that neighborhood pizza joint because it reminds me of that smoking hot Italian lady I wanted to bone." Uh, She's not there, guy. Yep. I hate yeah. to break it to you. It's just some other smoking hot right, Italian lady. Right. Yes. 
Yes. So the Italian food turned from like an ethnic category in the United States to like more a mainstream option for eats. So like we remember. So American. uh, Yeah. Well, we had I had a cookbook that I had shown you that I, I think we've mentioned this several times, but. And it was like ethnic cooking and it was like from like the early 50s and there was a whole section on Italian food. Mm-hmm. Like it was so bizarre. Yeah. Um. So by the time the 60s come around, though, like there's chains. There's like like Pizza Hut and like Papa Gino's like those kinds of like pizza chains start popping up. And once that happens, it just like it it becomes more accessible to people in the suburbs. So people who maybe weren't in a more urban environment and couldn't access a neighborhood pizza joint. But it also gets completely whitewashed. Right. And then it becomes like cardboard with cheese. So Papa John's. (laughs) But they have the best chicken poppers. Mm. All right. I will fight anybody. (laughs) Okay. So pizza became this like really niche, like, ethnic food to this like really like widespread almost like American dish I don't know it's just it's fascinating to me because it mirrors like the the acceptance of Italians Mm. in the United States too yeah I mean Italian like being Italian in America I just feel like it's almost like a status symbol like if you're if you're really Italian and you have Italian traditions and Italian culture in your family. Like, I feel like in America, that is just like so cool. But maybe that's just me. <laughs> I really think any anyone in America that really holds on to their culture through their family. So Italian or even like Irish. Mm-hmm. Like I grew up with a lot of Irish culture, but now I don't I don't experience any of that. I think it's really, really cool to like pass down to your yeah. family and stuff and I think being Italian is one of the cool, cool I should not say that being one <laughs> F or one nationality yeah. is better than I think other. I think I'm it's sorry hard. being Italian is better than being British all right I'm just throwing that oh, out wow, there boy. Sure. wow okay. I've got British I've got English in me it's fine I'm allowed yeah I think I'm about it's, as white as they get it's hard to maintain your cultural identity in the face of like the waves of like American assimilation just trying to like wash over you for generations. I think but also I also think though that the the whole idea of cultures mixing and creating new traditions is really cool too. Yeah, to- totally. And I think I think like Italian Americans have been able to navigate this like really fucking hard road. Um, and I think part, like I said, like World War II, like is is played a huge part in that. Like the main, the main way that you get people to like accept and understand people who have very different backgrounds and experiences for them is to expose those sh- like sheltered people to the wider world. And war is horrible, and I don't wish that, but it like to have like th- like that was such like a huge cultural like touchstone where people all of these white protestant men all of a sudden were exposed to like the whole big wide world right and i think i think it created like a wealth of experience and knowledge and and understanding and empathy where there wouldn't otherwise be some so you gotta look for a silver lining 
and something. It would be great if we could just let young people experience that without sending them to war. Agreed. 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 That would be super nice. That but would be I super mean, nice. like among us, even who's ever going to get to go to Italy? Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> who of us? Who of us have been out of the country? Canada doesn't count. Uh, oh. Hmm. <laughs> And I've been to Ireland. That's it. Yeah. 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 It's, We're it's going on a ladies' trip. It's expensive to travel. It's very expensive. It's very Unless expensive. you're a soldier, but then mm. if you're traveling, it's probably not. Although, I mean, we have tons of embassies now and like bases and stuff and other, but I, it, that yeah. might go into a hole. Should Imperialism we be? Imperialism complex. Should we have bases in all these countries? <laughs> I have some fun pizza facts. Ooh, fun Yay, facts. pizza facts. Fun facts. So, um, in 2012, the world's largest pizza was made in Rome, and it was measured to be 1,261.65 square meters in area. Jesus. What are What is that? Meters? I don't know what meters are. I didn't I look think it it's up. like two Amy, and a half you've got to convert. We're American. Yeah, but I did it for you guys. Overseas listeners will understand. I, I did it for you guys when I was talking about Fire Tongs Punch. I transferred all of those. I made all of those in numbers we could understand. I know. I didn't. I'm sorry. I'm horrible. <laughs> I know. I didn't. In 2009, uh, Pizza Napolitana was granted protected designation of origin by the European Union. What is so what it? That's like saying, like, oh, champagne is really only champagne if it comes from the champagne region of France. Like, pizza napolitana is only pizza napolitana if it comes from Naples, Italy. Well, right. right. Or if the oven that you're baking it in and the <laughs> flour, it's something, no no joke. There's like, like, like you can, super specific. Yeah, you yeah. can get flour. If it's a specific, mm-hmm, yeah. That, and, and you have to have the, the like brick oven flown here from Italy that's to get, like, you know. That's there's wild. this mm-hmm. specific type of risotto that you can only make with this very special risotto rice from Italy. And like Craig's been talking about making risotto, so I'm like, I'm going to get him that rice. Yeah. yeah. And then oh. I went online and it was like $40. Oh my gosh. For rice. But it's probably oh And heaven. I was like, no. <sighs> it's probably heaven. Yeah, because risotto, you need a very specific starch content. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Okay, sorry. What do you have more pizza facts? Uh, <laughs> one more, which relates to a previous episode on Hawaii. Okay. Oh, okay. Which is Hawaii. in 1962, the quote unquote Hawaiian pizza, a pizza topped with pineapple and ham, was invented in Canada. That makes sense. Yeah. Okay. That makes, that makes sense. <laughs> was it Canadian Hawaiian bacon pizza. at the time, though? Like, let's. Like yeah, which is, I mean, in my opinion, worse than regular bacon because I don't like ham, and Canadian bacon is just ham. It's just ham. Mm-hmm. It's not. It never gets crispy. It's too thick. Yeah. Uh, Hawaiian pizza, yay or nay? Nay. Nay. I mean, nay. 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 I like sweet and savory flavors mixed together. I do too. Generally, I'm not a big fan of hunks of pineapple. I Same. have had a Hawaiian pizza that did not have hunks of pineapple. Mm. It was like a modified Hawaiian pizza. So it had like bacon, so it was crispy instead of ham. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and then it mm-hmm. had a pineapple glaze on the crust, but no chunks of pineapple. That I might be able to get behind. And that was good. It was good. Although you guys know I have issues with bacon because f- <laughs> for me, bacon overpowers everything. Mm-hmm. So like if you yeah. put bacon on something, all you're tasting is bacon. You're not tasting mm-hmm. any of the other ingredients. 
it's just that's bacon. How I feel about and that's fine. Right. And that's fine if I'm eating a piece of bacon mm-hmm. <laughs> or a breakfast burrito. Mm-hmm. But otherwise, I'm like, it's too it's too bacony. Maybe that's why I don't like ham. Ham's too hammy. It's ham. It's just it, it is, is ham. Very hammy. It's, that's why I don't I'll, like uh baked potatoes because they're too potatoey. <laughs> Uh, oh, it's, it's great. Uh, <laughs> I only like okay, potatoes. So the Irish like a, in me is losing its fucking I mind. I like home fries. I like every part of potatoes is delicious. What are you talking? Mm, about? Sometimes potatoes are too potatoey. <laughs> they taste like you dirt. know what? When you know what you do when that happens, you add more butter. I was just gonna say that's delicious. what sour cream is for. Yeah, <laughs> that's what sour cream is. Oh. Now oh I'm thinking God. about Kate's crispy potatoes. Okay, mm. those are like, yeah. Mm-hmm. That I eat like cookies. <laughs> They're so good, though. You can't not. It's oh like Pringles. Boy. Once you pop, you can't stop. <laughs> I can't. Even when there's delicious dessert waiting, I'll mm. eat more crispy potatoes and then not have any room for dessert. <laughs> because I'm sneaking crispy potatoes every time I go out to the kitchen. Oh, my gosh. Did you need your glass filled? Oh, crunch, crunch, crunch. Oh, oh, <laughs> Just going to dip it in the sour. Oh, my God. Also, sour cream makes everything better. Say, agreed. Yes. Can we do an episode on sour cream? Who the fuck we invented could, sour cream? Yeah. They deserve a medal. That sounds like a Melissa episode. <laughs> the silence. Oh, my god! You mean all those, those episodes that I put in a separate doc and haven't researched any of them? Yep. <laughs> So those are those are all my pizza facts. Kate, do you have a recipe so, to share with mm, us tonight? I do. I do. Okay. So I realized that on in the last time that we talked that I hadn't kind of prefaced this. So if if anybody hasn't heard the story, um, I have this amazing recipe box. Um, it's a Betty Crocker um, recipe like file box. What's funny? I I'm can hear wine. Amy pouring so her wine. <laughs> it's like right in the I mic. And it's from. That's why I'm just drinking from the bottle. Yeah, oh, you're like that would be smart. Amy's classy. <laughs> this is the second <laughs> bottle today. So of cupcake, of cupcake wine. Oops, you know, it's pear flavored. It's really good. Oh, okay. That's that sounds delicious. Yeah, it does sound Sorry. Nice. And she's drinking it out of a pint glass, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> she's you know, it's like the shortest. <laughs> The love. shortest distance. I fucking love her. To, uh, love of my fucking life. Fucking week, Melissa. <laughs> yeah, no, you know, you. I am not judging. <laughs> Melissa's drinking it straight if out it, of the bottle, so if she's anything, feeling it. Anything, I am praising you for your stoicism. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, Kate. I was not listening okay. to you at all. That's fine. I was watching what Amy was That's, doing. It's fine. It's fine. Uh, so, uh, anyway, yes. Yeah, so there's this Betty Crocker box and it's got recipes in it and it's from the 70s and it's amazing and there's just some incredible uh, there's some just gems in there. So mm-hmm. for for the pizza um, episode there was actually two choices. So I have two choices here. Um, one is in the, the chapter called um, Recipes Children Can Make and the title of this recipe is Pizza with a Hamburger Crust. And I would argue that that's not pizza. 
It's really. I think Amy would like. I obviously agree, but I think Amy would agree too. <laughs> yeah, it's so. This, yeah, the faces I'm making. So this is. There's no bread product. No, there's, there's no, no bread. No. So the other the other choice was deep dish pizza, which is like made in a casserole uh, dish. This is pretty. Yeah, we didn't even talk about deep dish pizza tonight because I figured that could be other. That's, that's I have issues thing. with deep dish, but I mean that's whatever. Not, that wasn't invented till the like 40s, 50s in Chicago. It's it's a it's a thing it's a whole nother episode yeah, when yeah, we yeah, when yeah. we have some you know regional friends on we can we can have a chicago deep dish pizza episode i don't think i have oh, i do know someone that lives in chicago well, there I we know go people who live in chicago too um oh, shit. so okay yeah so so the deep dish pizza but the the winner was the uh pizza with hamburger crust so okay so just follow me on this you're um you've got a pound of ground beef Nope. Mm-hmm. Um, a half a cup of dry <laughs> breadcrumbs. Oh, okay. So it does have bread product. Ooh, breadcrumbs. But it's like a half meatball. Half a cup to one pound I know, of meat. I that, know. That is not even a meatball. I know. So it's got salt, <laughs> oregano, and a half of a cup of tomato sauce. And apparently you mix all this shit in a bowl. You spread the meat mixture in an ungreased pizza meat pan. Mixture. Yeah. Um, and you spread it on the bottom and up the sides of the pan. I Wait, a pizza pan? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. So it's like not even half an inch of side? Yeah, it's not very much crust. It's, yeah. Okay. Now, I am unclear whether this is cooked or not. And it grosses me right the F out if, if it is not, if like the ground beef is not. Well, the amount of fat that would collect yeah. in the pizza uh-huh. pan. Yeah. Oh, if the ground beef isn't cooked, it could be like that like Midwestern thing that like has been going viral on Twitter, the cannibal sandwiches. No. Have you guys heard of those? Oh my God. Cannibal sandwiches. It's like a thing that's popular in like Wisconsin, the Midwest. But it's a of sandwich course, with Wisconsin. Raw ground beef. Mm-hmm. It's a thing. Sorry, Kate. Okay, I know we keep interrupting so, you. Mm-hmm. But if I it weren't, like so it. here's the thing if it weren't cooked, when you cooked it, the, the 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 amount of fat would be unbelievable, and I feel like it would just completely fall apart. Because right, this is, but I mean, at this, also this is the seventies, so you know that the fat content in the ground beef in the seventies was not like ninety six four. But also, if it is cooked, you're not going to be able to stick it together and form a crust. Well, that's what the breadcrumbs are for, probably. Anyway, so let me finish. Let me finish. So you okay, spread sorry. that in the bottom and then you pour on the top another half of a cup of tomato sauce, a can of kidney beans, and this is chili. And, and three slices. <laughs> three slices of cheddar or mozzarella cheese. And you yeah, arrange the cheese strips in a crisscross design on the beans and you bake uncovered for 20 minutes. And show us a picture of this. Yeah, we gotta see this. Okay. Yeah, there you go. I mean, like, it looks, okay. No. Yeah. Uh huh. No. Yeah. Yeah. Unacceptable. Uh, this is like the Atkins version of cauliflower pizza. This is all meat. Right. Yeah. So <laughs> it's cauliflower, not Atkins. Does it have too many carbs? I just, I assume everything Atkins just has all meat. It's just meat. <laughs> I don't know anything about the Fair. Atkins diet. Fair. Uh, so yeah, so that's that's this thing looks um, this thing looks like a train wreck. But you're right; it does kind of feel a little chilly-ish, but not. Oh God! It just like. But the my favorite part is that it's recipes children can make. 
So that's what yeah. makes me believe that it's raw hamburger Uncooked. that you're putting in there. And oh my God. Wow. So. So does it bake in the oven? Yeah. With- bake uncovered 20 minutes at 425. So you're making essentially pie crust out, out with of meat, out of with beef, out of the, with ground beef, yeah. which is my least my least favorite kind of beef. Yeah, I wonder if you could make meat pie like this, like inside out meat pie, like the like ground beef on the outside. No, Kate, we should try and make it with Beyond Meat. <laughs> oh yeah, there we go. <laughs> really stink up the kitchen. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Between the Beyond uh-huh. Meat and the and the kidney beans? No, a- Amy, Beyond Meat is good, but the smell that happens when you cook it is... Not great. It's decidedly not good. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I would say it's really bad. Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah, so... I have um something funny I wanted to say earlier, but I didn't want to interrupt Kate because we had interrupted Kate like five times in a row. <laughs> but I interrupted you like ten times. I know. I was trying to be polite, but that's why if you saw me like giggling nonstop <laughs> while Kate was talking... <laughs> It's because she said, I have a Betty Crocker box. And then I get thinking <laughs> Betty Crocker's box. Oh. <laughs> I mean, literally, this. this is what she's been pulling every recipe from. Yes. But, <laughs> but it's, it's just flicked. <laughs> the wine helps sometimes. <laughs> uh, uh, I thought that'd be a great band name. Betty Crocker's box. So Betty name. Crocker's box. Yeah, Betty Crocker's box. <laughs> <laughs> Can we get sued for that? What? <laughs> what? Can we get sued for that? Uh, Betty Crocker's box? I don't think I so. I don't think so. No. <laughs> Referencing a public figure. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. I don't know. Very cool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, that's a disgusting recipe. Yeah. Kate, really, thanks yep, for sharing. Yep, you're welcome. You got another gem. Got another gem. Mm. So I guess we're good here. <laughs> so that's what we've got. <laughs> that's what we've got. Uh, we're doing great. Yep. Two of us are completely sloshed. <laughs> so, great. Uh, yeah. Thank you, every friend. Every, every friend. Thank you, every Thank friend, you for listening. Friend. <laughs> well, hopefully, catch you next time if you haven't stopped listening to us. Uh, so, I'm going to do the thing. Yep. I'm going to do the thing. Okay, everybody. So, bye. 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 (laughs) You fucking assholes. (laughs) Gave you plenty of warning. Are we supposed to do it with you? Yes. We've never done that. What are you supposed to do with me? We've never done that. You're supposed to fucking do it with me. I thought it was no, like I thought it was people sing rounds yeah. of row your boat and everybody right. starts a little We're bit like off. We're like harmonizing with like you. Harmony. Like, but we've never done it. That's at the same time. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Drunk Dish. For recipes and more, please visit drunkdish.com. If you like what you hear, subscribe and leave a review on iTunes or Apple Music. You can also follow us on Twitter at Drunk Dish Pod and Instagram at Drunk Dish. And again, thanks for listening.